tuning in. And thank you for tuning in our podcast. All you summer ventures on vacation, wherever you are. Not at church. But we love you. So praise God forevermore. And let's just open up in a word of prayer and get in agreement. Fast, fast, fast. <laughs> Heavenly Father, we thank you where two or three are gathered. You're here in our midst. Thank you, Lord, where two or three touch on anything, it shall be done for them. So we thank you, Lord, and we pray and agree for perfect peace. This service, over every ear listening, every eye watching, no outside distractions or disturbances of any kind, one word and one touch from Almighty God from heaven can change us forever. Holy Spirit, dig in deep, reach in deep, and adjust any course adjustments anything that needs to be dealt with, adjusted in this service today, that we may live a blessed, blessed life and continue to flourish as the day approaches. Steps of the righteous get brighter and brighter. Perform that perfect work in us today, the hearing of your word and the moving of your Holy Ghost. We welcome you in, Holy Spirit. You're a perfect gentleman. Thank you, Lord, that you are so, so gentle and kind and good and gracious to us. You lead us in peace and gently lead those with young. Thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We trust your leadership. Lead us into green pastures. Lead us beside still waters. Thank you for restoring our souls. Here this morning, in Jesus' precious name. And if you agree with that, say amen. 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 What a sweet presence. Praise God. Isn't it presence good? You don't have to wait till Christmas to open up his presence. <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> He's accessible every day. Amen. And he lives in you. Praise God. Good morning, Arthur. Thank you for that. Yeah. Love you. Thank Beautiful. You. Beauteous. <laughs> Hallelujah. Say, I'm a saint. I'm a saint. I'm a godsend. I'm a godsend. Say, Christ lives in me. Christ lives in me. The hope of glory. The hope of glory. Say, I'm a speaking spirit. I'm a speaking spirit. Not a silent one. Silent. Say, I'm not conformed to this world. But I'm transformed by the renewing of my mind. Say, this is my Bible. I can have what it says I can have. And I will have it. And I will not move off of it until I have what it says. In Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Hallelujah. Is everyone awake this morning? Happy almost summer. Spring is sprung. Summer's coming. <laughs> everyone doing good? <laughs> Say, God is good. Amen, amen. Um, Matthew 10, if you'd like to turn there in your Bible or iPhone or Android or iPad or whatever you have. What do you read your word with these days? <laughs> I use my phone in the hard copy. How about you? <laughs> phone, phone, phone. Jen says phone. Oh, technology. <laughs> All right, let's go to Matthew 10, if you will. Amen. I'm sensing a breakthrough in my spirit. How about you? I said, how about you? <laughs> Amen. Say, my faith is alive this morning. I can receive anything God has for me. Through the faith he already gave me. In Jesus' name. Amen, amen. So go with me to Matthew 10, if you will. Actually, we'll just back up to 9.35, and we'll start right here. Matthew 
Um, the Bible is clear, and we'll see that in Matthew 10, that the author of this book was a tax collector. <laughs> I like how he says this here. He's the one who wrote it. So this is written by Matthew the tax collector, the account of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we'll start here in verse 35, Matthew 10:35 says, Then Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, that's churches, Jesus attended church and he taught in church, amen? He was a faithful church attendant. Even at the age of 12, he went back to church. Said, no, I can't leave. I must be about my father's business. I gotta stay in church. Got back in the synagogue. And then it says he preached the gospel. So Jesus was first a preacher, then a teacher. He got loud, amen? I, I've said this before, but a great study in the word is to, is to study through the gospels, all the exclamation points in the gospels that Jesus used. Jesus got loud. How loud do you think he was in the pit of hell preaching to them? <laughs> to get their attention. Amen? So praise God. Then Jesus went about all cities and villages teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel, the good news, loud about it, of the kingdom, and healing every sickness. Say every sickness. Every sickness. So that's not one left out. That's not diabetes left out. Amen? That's not COVID left out. That's every sickness. That's the swine flu, bird flu, every flu you've ever heard of. Amen. COVID was a flu. Created in China. Anyways. Every single sickness. That's everyone and every. Say every. Every, every disease. That's a hangnail even. <coughs> Anything that causes you dis-ease or discomfort. Dis-ease. Everyone. Jesus went about healing. Everyone. Among the people. So, we got to go where, out, where the people are. Amen? We got to go to where the people are. But when he saw the multitudes, multitudes, lots of people, he was moved with compassion for them. Jesus was always moved through compassion for them because they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Let's do that right now and agree with that. Father, please send out laborers into your harvest field. Please send out laborers into the United States, into their cities, into their towns, into the marketplace, the workplace that's opening back up in this nation. Send us out, Father God, like never before. For the harvest is ripe, but the laborers are few. Use us in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. It's his harvest. The precious fruit of the earth is Jesus' harvest. He's the one that gave his life for him. But he uses us to get them, amen? Yeah. And to bring them on in. It's his harvest. And uh, chapter 10, and these are the 12 apostles. And when he had called his 12 disciples to him, disciple literally means disciplined ones, to him, he gave them power. Say power. Power. Over. So you have power over. You're an overlord on this earth to demons and to Satan. You're an overlord. He said, I give you power over unclean spirits, anything that's unclean or perverse, cast it out, get rid of it. And it starts in your life first. Take charge of your life, get it out, get clean, amen, clean your house, and then you can clean someone else's house. <laughs> no one's going to trust a house cleaner whose house isn't clean, right? You're going to go to her house and be like, hey, just take good care of her house? Okay, I'll pay you to take care of mine, right? So you got to get your house clean first before you try to clean someone else's. There's a lot of baby Christians who try to clean other people's houses, and they ain't clean yet because they aren't disciplined in the word yet. Yeah. The word is what clean, cleanses house. He spoke the word everywhere he went, cleansed house. Amen? Amen, amen. So you've got to get healed to heal others as well. You've got to obtain your own salvation with fear and trembling before you obtain the salvation of someone else. 
Hey, man, these were qualified disciples. They were with him three and a half years. He didn't just convert them and then send them out the next day. There was a qualifying period and a training period. Amen? I say, I'm in training. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God forevermore. He also told his disciples in the book of Acts, he said, wait here. Wait in the city until you be endued with power on high and then go out. So you wait on the Lord until he sends you. Amen? What should I say to this person? Just wait on the Lord until he tells you what to say. What should I pray for this person in the hospital? Just wait until he gives you the words on how to pray. Don't just do your own thing. You know, just wait on him. And, and how do we want to do this here? How do we want to do this, Father? And that's what Jesus did. He didn't say or do anything his father didn't show him. So that should be the same with us. He's the sample son. Amen. Let's just wait on him. Amen. <laughs> say, I'm going to wait on him. I'm wait on him. Amen. Praise God forevermore. Say, I won't move until he does. There we go. Amen. Praise God. So he gave him power over unclean spirits. That's you and me, his disciples, over unclean spirits to cast them out. Don't keep them in. Cast them out. Get rid of them. And to heal all kinds. Say all kinds. All kinds. All kinds. Not one kind left out. All kinds of sickness and all kinds. Say all kinds. All kinds. Of disease. Of disease. That's you and me power over all kinds of sickness, power over all kinds of disease to cast them out. Now the names of the twelve apostles are these. And get this nameless. I love this. Again, this is written by Matthew. <laughs> First Simon, who is called Peter, Andrew his brother, James the son of Zebedee, and John his brother. Look, God calls families. Amen? Philip and Bartholomew. Philip and Bartholomew. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you can remember that one. <laughs> What's the other apostle's name? <laughs> What's the twelfth apostle's name? Bartholomew. I'll help you. Thomas and Matthew. What? The tax collector. He wrote about himself. <laughs> he, he's the only one whose profession is mentioned. I'm pretty sure God got to Matthew and said, Hey, if I can save you, I can save anyone. You're the tax collector. <laughs> He's like, here am I, Lord. I was a tax collector. Now I'm serving Jesus. Amen? See, even tax collectors can get saved. The 87,000 President Biden is looking to hire into the IRS. All of them going to get saved. Amen? <laughs> tax collectors can get saved. <laughs> and Matthew, the tax collector, only one who mentions his profession. James, everyone else has family members. Maybe Matthew didn't have any family. <laughs> He was just a lonesome tax collector. <laughs> Say God saves the lost. And makes them found. And brings them into a family. Amen. The tax collector James, the son of Alphaeus, and Levius, whose surname was Thaddeus, Simon the Canaanite, where he's from, and Judas Iscariot, who also betrayed him. These twelve, <laughs> Matthew gives us the highlights, I love it. These twelve Jesus sent out and commanded them, saying, Do not go into the way of the Gentiles, and do not enter a city of the Samaritans, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And as you go, preach, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. That should be an exclamation point, preaching. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers. This is what the kingdom does. This is what just happens when we're on the scene moving the kingdom. People get healed. Lepers get cleansed. People raised from the dead. 
Just uh, you and me going out. Amen? But notice he sends them out in a pack. He sent out 12. Say, I'm a pack animal. Sheep are pack animals. That's why when I tell the Lord, when he tells me to minister all day by myself, shopping everywhere, I, I, no, I'm by myself. Give me a, a kahazi. Give me an assistant. I'm not doing this alone. Where, you know, where's the help? I'm not going out alone. I, I think I'm on good ground with that. We're not meant to be alone. That's where wolves devour sheep. When they isolate sheep, wolves devour them. Wolves are also pack animals, as we'll see here. Wolves travel together, that's Satan's bunch, and sheep are supposed to travel together. That's our bunch, amen? So if you're alone, you're good prey for the devil to get and just trap. And the number one, number one trap, offense. That's what he uses most, we see in Timothy. He'll trap you in offense, and you're trapped in offense, you're a lone sheep. Because you ain't going to trust anyone, you're speaking against everyone. So that's trapped. That's a trap to do the will of Satan, not God. So you got to get out of offense and out of unforgiveness before you could ever be qualified to do the will of God again, that means. you got to set yourself free from the trap first to serve God. Praise God he's given us the means and methods to do it. Amen? Through the forgiveness he's already offered us. <laughs> I'm forgiven. Hey, I forgive you. Amen? I forgive you. you got to say that every day in this world of offense. I forgive you. I forgive multiple times. 70 times 70 told Peter, one of the greatest apostles, 490 times a day. I forgive you. I forgive you. That should be on our lips continually. You know, I'm a minister of forgiveness. I'm a vessel of forgiveness. I'm a forgiver. Everywhere I go, I forgive. Before I enter a restaurant or a place of business, before I go shopping at Trader Joe's, I say a prayer in the car every time. Lord, I forgive everybody in this place. I forgive everyone in there. No one's going to allow me to get offended. I've already forgiven them. If you've already forgiven them, then nothing can offend you, right? That's how God sees it. Amen. That's how Jesus did it. He's already forgiven the whole world. He knew he was going to die for the whole world to forgive them. That's why he died, to forgive them. So everywhere he went, he just operated in that ministry of forgiveness. And I've already forgiven them. This is my purpose on life, to forgive these people of their sins. That's why I'm dying, for forgiveness. We should die for forgiveness too, Amen. I'll die to forgive you. Amen. Hallelujah. Give my life to forgive. Just like Jesus. Amen. He said, freely you have received. Freely give. See that? You freely received. We were all sinners saved by grace. If it wasn't for grace, we'd still be in sin. Remember those days? <laughs> drinking parties. See, Paul goes through them. I'm, I'm pretty sure Paul attended drinking parties because he knew it. You know? Ended up being the greatest Christian who ever lived. Saved by grace, not of works, lest any man should boast. I didn't save myself. I didn't create myself. I didn't save myself. I can't even grow myself. Grow, grow, grow. I want to be an inch taller. Grow, grow. Nope. Can't do it. I didn't create myself. Only God. But God. It's, isn't that amazing? So many people just so blinded, trying to do everything themselves, and they didn't even create themselves? How do they have the plan? They didn't create themselves. <laughs> God created them. If only we can get them to see that. You know, you didn't create yourself. You know, God created you with a specific plan and purpose. And the Bible says every hair on your head is numbered. Are you struggling in life trying to do it your own? Here, come to Jesus. He'll make your way easy and his burden is light. He'll give you peace and prosperity. Money with peace, amen? Ah. Money with joy, not toiling. Freely you have received, freely give. 
freely re you have received, freely give. So if you're not a good receiver, you're not going to be a good giver. You've got to be a good receiver first. I receive all of heaven. Thank you, Father. This is the day I wake up saying, the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. The Lord's made this day. He made me. He made this day. Use me. <laughs> Amen. I'm not my own. <laughs> freely you have received, freely give. Here you go. I received healing from the Lord. He healed me from a year and a half infirmity. 150 pounds. Raised me back up to 220. Here you go. I have it to give you. He gave it to me. I freely received it. Now I'm giving you his healing as well. Amen. I shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. So you have to receive to be a good giver. Amen. You got to receive your healing to give healing to someone else. Amen. You got to receive prosperity to give money away. Amen? If you stop receiving, hey, guess what? You're going to stop giving. So you got to be an open recipient. You know, if you believe for $1,000 uh, last year, believe for 3000 this year. You know what I mean? So you have more to give away. <laughs> freely receive, freely give. He didn't say you have to work to receive. He said freely receive and then freely give away. Again, it's by grace, not by works, lest any man should boast, Paul said. So I'm, a, I'm freely receiving. Why? Because he grafted me in to be his own son, a child of God. And a child receives freely from their parents. If I yelled, I have $100 for you, Lily, she'd come down that slide right now and come grab it out of my hand. Freely received. And then, she, and then it's hers. Now she can do what she wants with it. She, she'll probably give it. <laughs> freely give. Freely receive, freely give. Amen? But don't touch your ice cream. <laughs> Money, whatever. But ice cream. That, that's the currency of Lily. <laughs> Free, and Aunt Shelly, too. And Aunt Shelly, ice cream. You know, I... Ice, ice cream has always made me happy. That's anyone? You see the ice cream man as a kid? <laughs> you run out of the house. Look at that, there's the ice cream man. It's got music playing. It's the happiest day on earth. And he's driving down your block, even in the ghetto. Ooh, heaven's come to earth, amen? The ice cream man has come. Music's playing, happy, right? Ice cream always makes people happy. So I decided to search the scriptures for ice cream one time. I said, ice cream has to be in the Bible. It makes so many people glad. And all I found was wine. <laughs> the wine's everywhere, from cover to cover. Wine, wine, wine. Like, you know, Lord, if I read enough of this, I'm going to become an alcoholic. If you read the book of Isaiah, wine and the Messiah, two top subjects. <laughs> New wine, amen? <laughs> Couldn't find ice cream. I'm, I'm convinced it's in here, though. And I'm convinced God eats it in heaven. I believe ice cream is from God. I mean, look at the name. Good humor? That's God. Good humor. Not bad humor. Good humor. Has anyone had a good humor bar? Did it make you happy? See? Point proven. It's in the word. I'll find it. And when I find it, I'll freely give it to you. Amen. <laughs> Provide neither gold nor silver nor copper in your money belts. Meaning don't take your coins with you. You know, they're too heavy to carry around. Just leave your money your riches at home. These were all rich businessmen, by the way, the disciples. Guess what? They were all Jewish. Not one was a Gentile. All Jewish businessmen, family businesses. They left to follow Jesus. Freely you receive, freely give. Provide neither gold nor silver nor copper in your money belts. It's just going to drag you down. Nor a bag for your journey. Nor two tunics, nor sandals, nor staff. Shelly knows this. She's a professional expert camper <laughs> and hiker. And everything she has is very lightweight. You don't want anything to hold you down when you're going a long distance. That's what he's saying here. He's saying, just leave your stuff at home. I got gotcha. you. Pack light, because you're going to be on the move. Get ready. 
He says, nor bag for your journey, nor two tunics, nor two sandals, nor staffs, for a worker is worthy of his food. He says, I'll meet your every need as you go out. I'll even give you freeze-dried lasagna or risotto. Shelly had freeze-dried lasagna and risotto, wild mushroom risotto. And it was delicious when we went camping the other day. It's light. He'll provide your every need. If he sends you, he's now uh, obligated to take care of you. But if he didn't send you, he's not obligated to take care of you. Now you're, gonna, you're doing your own thing. and You're on your own, son. I didn't send you there. Did I tell you to do that? Did I tell you to go to Bangladesh? No. I ain't paying for your travel. You're on your own. That's your own work. Not of works lest any man should boast. Just remember, every good work came through grace. Not of works. Every good work comes through grace. That's where you have to be your focused. Because a lot of good Christians could get themselves into good works that God never qualified or sent them for. And they run themselves to the ground. Kenneth Copeland was a prime example. He worked so much at the ministry that he just wore himself out before the Lord finally dealt with him. He said, I never told you to do those things. He said, I repent. Amen. You can wear yourself out doing good things that God never told you to do. So just make certain that God thinks. Amen. Praise God. Say, I'm strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. He says, for a worker is worthy of his food. He'll supply your every need when he sends you. Now, whatever city or town you enter, inquire who in it is worthy and stay there till you go out. You know, if you go to a neighbor's house and, hey, this is a nice place. I could live here. They're nice. You go to another neighbor's house, stay away from that house. Amen. Don't go near that house. We all know them. That's what he's saying here. If they're worthy, stay there. If you have peace there, you can get a nice, good rest. They'll take care of you. Stay there. Inquire who in it is worthy and stay there till you go out. And when you go into a household, greet it. If the household is worthy, let your peace come upon it. Let your shalom, nothing missing, nothing broken, enter into that house and bless them. For if it is not worthy, let your peace return to you. Meaning they're not receiving you. Only go places where they receive you. But if it is not worthy, let your peace return to you. You keep it. Don't try to push it on them. They ain't, ain't going to receive it. Hold it for yourself. Disperse it someplace else. And whoever will not receive you nor hear your words, when you depart from that house or city, shake off the dust from your feet. <laughs> Assuredly, I say to you, it will be more tolerable for that land of Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment than for that city. Get that word, in the day of judgment. This is not the day of judgment. This is the day of grace. The day of judgment's coming. And Jesus himself said it's a great and terrible day. Great for some, terrible for someone else, some other people. But today is not the day of salvation. I'm sorry, the day of judgment. The Bible says today is the day of salvation. So we got no business going around judging people. That's what that means. Today is the day for saving them, not judging them. Today is the day for lifting them up and encouraging them, not criticizing them. Today is the day of salvation, not condemnation. Amen. That's not our job. The day of judgment's coming. That's his job. That's in my spirit this week. I, that's my new confession. I will never criticize, condemn. What's the other one? Complain. Or complain. I will never criticize, condemn, or complain. I'm getting that in my mind and spirit big time. I will never criticize, condemn, or complain. That means anyone, anywhere. And that's how God sees things. That's how Jesus saw everyone. Didn't judge them by a tattoo. Didn't judge them by their car. Didn't judge them by what they're wearing. Didn't judge them by the purple hair they have. 
or the rings they have in their ears or nose or lips even didn't judge them it's not the day of judgment it's the day of salvation he said how can I save them Paul said it this way I become all things to all men how can I reach them amen how can I become like them I take an interest in others I take a valuable concern for others amen put their needs first and others will put your first how can I reach these people how can, I, how can I relate? There's always something you can relate with to reach someone. Amen. Amen. That's good preaching. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. For making us all things to all men that we may save some. It is the day of salvation. It's not the day of judgment. And where do we leave off? Wow, we're that far back? Oh, Jesus, help. <laughs> Translate us. <laughs> Today is the day day of salvation. And verse 16, Behold, look at here, Jesus says, I send you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. Again, both are pack animals. Therefore be wise or cunning as serpents. Remember the devil? Remember he was wise? He actually used the word against the word himself, Jesus in the wilderness. He used the word. That's wisdom. Wisdom is the right application of the word of God. That's what the gift of wisdom is. It's the right application of knowledge of the word. And the devil tried to use it against Jesus. So he says here, be wiser than the devil with the word of God to come against the wolves with. You're going to have to use the word against the wolves. And innocent, literally, is harmless there. Innocent as doves. We see here serpents, which are related with the devil and his bunch. And we see here doves, which is always represented as the Holy Spirit through the scriptures. And be innocent or harmless as doves. Wise as the devil, innocent as the Holy Spirit. Pure as the Holy Spirit. That's me. That's you. That's a minister. Amen? That's a sent one. That's just who we are. And Satan will try our whole lives to convince us otherwise. But that's who we are. The Holy One, the dove, is in you now. Amen? It fell upon Jesus, but it's in you. He's in you. The Holy Spirit is in you. Verse 17 says, But beware of men. Be cautious. Guard your hearts. For they will deliver you up to councils and scourge you in their synagogues. Hey, they even have churches. You will be brought before governors and kings for my sake as a testimony to them and to the Gentiles. But when they deliver you up, do not worry. Do not worry is all throughout the scriptures and Jesus' teachings. Do not worry. Worry is fear-based. If you're in worry, you're in fear and you're not in faith. That's the, that's the answer. Now what's the solution? The word. How can I get in faith? If I'm fearing, if, I, if there's an off week, I'm in fear. What? I need to get my faith level back up. My word level slipped, that means. Do not worry about how or what you, will, you should speak. For it will be given you, again, freely given, freely received. Given to you in that hour when you should speak. When you should speak. When and what you should speak. For it is not you who speak. Get this, but the Spirit of your Father, who speaks where? In you. He speaks in you. And we also found out a great nugget of truth right there through Jesus. That the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of the Father himself. And it's the Holy Spirit who speaks in you. Didn't even say through. He said in. You hear it, then it's up to you to speak it. He gives the utterance in other tongues, then it's up to you to pray him out. 
He doesn't force you to pray in unknown tongues. But he gives you the unction, just like he gives you the words. They're down here in your spirit, man. And they'll need to come up through your mouth. You'll have to, you, you'll have, you have a part. You'll have to use your tongue and your strength and your body. But he'll give the utterance. The Holy Spirit's always there waiting to give the unction. And we hear him down here. Every time I hear him, it's right here in my gut. I just know that I know that I know. And if I feel like there's words in me, I gotta pray him out. And the Lord and the Holy Spirit will give the interpretation into English or whatever native language to hear what God just said. Amen? There's words in you that need to come out. Words in you that need to come out. Amen? And sometimes there's some bad words right at the surface that don't need to come out. But praying in tongues will dissolve those fragments so they won't. Then the real words, the real you can come out. Amen? That's what praying in tongues does. It churns up our hollowed ground. It's the cultivator of our spirits and souls. The more we pray in tongues, the more we pray in the spirit, the more God words can come out of us. It's a free flowing river of life now. There's no contaminants in there. The Holy Spirit knows how to cleanse us. And praying in tongues cleanses us. Keeps us in the love of God. Not the hatred. There's no hatred or variance in him. Keeps us in the love of God. Amen. The love of God is shed abroad in our hearts through the Holy Spirit. <sighs> Amen. Where to, Father? Let's all pray in tongues. Thank you, Jesus. We bless you, Father. Thank you for our lives on this green earth. Thank you for restoring this earth through words. We bless you for this earth. What a beautiful job you did. Thank you for the grace of life, that we're heirs together of it. Thank you, Lord, for bringing out fruitful words from our lips that change lives and people's hearts and circumstances and environments and atmospheres. Thank you, Lord, for the words of life that are in us. We uproot any tares through the Holy Ghost through praying in tongues that Satan may have planted in us to keep us from speaking life words, encouraging words, life of victory, victory words, not defeat, faith words from a faith father, not lack, not doubt or unbelief. Thank you for that gift of speaking in new tongues. Every time you pray in tongues, expect the interpretation. That's a word of prophecy. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. If you don't pray with tongues, just raise your hand right now. And you will. Anyone online, no praying tongues, just raise your hand. Now say, Holy Spirit, I receive you. Come in fresh with the evidence of speaking in new tongues. There it is. Amen. You got to ask him in because he's a perfect gentleman. He'll never force himself on anyone, neither should you. Amen. You only talk to the ones that can receive. Don't waste your time. It's not worth it. You're wasting your life. Just talk to the open vessels that can hear you. You know, they have to receive you before they receive him. Let's continue there. <laughs> now, brother will be delivered you up 
uh, now brother will deliver a brother to death and a father his children. He's talking of the world here. Families are going to kill each other. <laughs> and children will rise up against parents and cause them to be put to death. Ooh, what a sad day. And you will be hated by all for my name's sake. But he who endures to the end will be saved. When they persecute you in this city, go to another. For assuredly I say to you, don't waste your time. You will not have gone through the cities of Israel through the, before the Son of Man comes. A disciple is not above his teacher, nor a servant above his master. It is enough for a disciple that he be like his teacher, and a servant like his master, just like Jesus. Let's just copy him, amen? Let's start there. <laughs> if they have called the master of the house Beelzebub, the devil, how much more will they call the, those of his household? Therefore do not fear them. For there is nothing covered that will not be revealed and hidden that will not be known. That's a fact. That's the truth of life. You can take it to the bank. Anything that's hidden will be uncovered. Anything that's unknown will be known. Everyone going to be exposed. Amen? Whatever I tell you in the dark, speak in the light. Get that. Whatever I tell you in the dark, speak in the light. And, that, and what you hear in the ear, preach on your housetops. And do not fear those. There it is again, do not fear. And do not fear those who kill the body, men, mere mortals, but cannot kill the soul, your soul, your mind, your will, and the emotions. You're taking, with it to, you're taking that with you to heaven. But rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. You know, there's a pause right there. The only word the Lord gave me before COVID before COVID hit in 2020, the Holy Spirit spoke this to me. And I'm just sharing it now. That sucks, but <laughs> he gave it to me back then. He said, in your patience, possess ye your soul. Before 2020, before the shutdown, he said, in your patience, possess you your soul. That's scripture. Just wait. He didn't tell me what's to come. He didn't say, hey, the whole economy shutting down. Run for your lives. Move to Texas. Move to the hills. Nope. In your patience, possess you your soul, your mind, your will, and your emotions. How? Through patience. Let, letting patience have its perfect work. I'm going to see you through. It's all going to be all right. Amen. That's the only word he gave me. Praise God. Fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. That's God. Are not two sparrows sold for a copper coin? And not one of them falls to the ground apart from your father's will. God knows when the birds die. But the very hairs of your head are numbered. No, he added all. <laughs> are all numbered. <laughs> Amen? Which means when one falls out, he knows about it. Thank you, Lord, for replenishing my hair right now. I will never have to take Rogaine. I gain more hair through prayer, not Rogaine. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. I lay hands on my head for a full head of hair. I don't want a gray beard. I pray against a gray beard. Make it brown again. I know Clarissa's been praying for a gray one. I don't like it. <laughs> the woman did this to me. <laughs> so now I gotta overcome her prayers. I like salty and peppered. Well, which is it? Salt or pepper? Pick one. Pick a spice. <laughs> I do. Brown hair like Kenneth Copeland. Doesn't even dye his hair, I heard. He's 83. Have you seen his head? Take a look. Look him up. Brown. Perfect. Ah. If he can have it, I can have it. Jesus' name. Amen? 
except for her. I gotta get past her first. Find her in Jesus' name. <laughs> Confession's a powerful thing. I'll I'll just leave it at that. The hairy heads, the very hairs of your head, are all numbered. He knows when your wife prophesied them gray, and when you spoke them to be round. He knows every one. Do not fear, therefore. Don't fear again. That's three times in a row. You are of more value than many sparrows. 2 Timothy 1.7, one of my favorite verses. The Lord, I schooled myself in this verse. He gave it to me when I got baptized in the Holy Ghost, 2005-ish. And I was always scared of the dark as kids, as a kid. Scared of the dark, scared of devils showing up in my bedroom. Because I didn't know my authority, you know. I wasn't taught that. And then I was scared of deep water in the ocean. Scared of the dark, scared of deep water. So, I got this verse in my spirit and I just started meditating. God has not given to me the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. I'll never be scared again. So, I faced those fears with this verse. Just like David did with, you know, Goliath, you got to take the word to overcome your fears. It's not just enough to face them. You need the word too. A smooth, sharp stone. Amen? Ah. So I took this word and I, I went night diving in Laguna Beach for lobsters. Faced my fear. Faced the dark, dark water and deep water all in one. And I did that for a while till I was unafraid in the water. And I just had peace there. Man, this is very peaceful down here. I can't hear anything. This is great. It's perfectly silent. And then you get weightless in the water. What a glorious place. Fear would have kept me from it my whole life. Would have never experienced its benefits because of that fear. And then I drove to El Capitan State Beach with this word and went camping in the middle of the night by myself. Drove into the, just a forest. Parked my car at midnight. Moon wasn't even out, just pitch black. And I walked to the middle of the forest by myself and threw it all the way around. Said, God has not given me the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. And just stood there silently for a half hour in that darkness, with that verse, with that word, and overcame that fear of the dark. Now I'm not scared of the dark anymore. Amen. And there's some giants in your life if you're planning on having kids that you'll have to overcome for them too. So that fear doesn't pass down to them. You'll have to defeat those giants for your kids as well. Otherwise, they'll just Satan will just pass that right down. Here you go. Next generation. Enslaved again. No, you have to stand up and, and overcome them yourself. Amen. Not afraid of the dark. Not afraid of deep water. Praise God for that verse. God is not given. So I encourage you to take that verse. Whatever you're afraid of, take that verse and overcome it. God has not given me the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. It was like that way for, with giving when God first started teaching me the principles of prosperity. That I have to give away to get? Really? But we don't have anything. <laughs> How can I give away? I got like 10 bucks in the bank. Give it away, he said. Give that whole $10 away. God has not given me the spirit of fear, but of power. Love. I had to use that verse again. When I gave it away, more came back in. He's faithful. Amen? But you'll have to use it. You'll have to overcome those fears. Why? Because on the other side of those fears are usually your biggest blessings. Your biggest blessings lay on the other side of every fear. God has not given me the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a very, very sound mind because of the word of God. Do not fear, fear, therefore, you are of more value than many sparrows. And I just want to get through this, the chapter. We're wrapping up. Therefore, whoever confesses me before men, him I will also confess before my Father, who is in heaven. 
But whoever denies me before men, him I also will deny before my Father, who is in heaven. Do you not think, do not think that I came to bring peace on earth? This is Jesus, the Prince of Peace. Do not think that I came to bring peace on earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. The word of God is a sharp sword, sharper than any two-edged sword. It'll cut, it'll offend, it'll heal, it'll mend. For I have come to set a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law, and a man's enemies will be those of his own household. He who loves father or mother, and here's the principle, don't forget this cliff note. He says here, he kind of hones it in here. What, what's he talking about? Because we're supposed to love. It's actually the first commandment with promise is to honor your father and mother, that it may be well with you and you'll live long on the earth, right? So he's not contradicting Genesis here. We have to keep reading. <laughs> he who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Meaning whoever puts his father and mother's voice ahead of my voice and the word of God, you love them more than me, you're not worthy of receiving the whole kingdom. Meaning if you have a horrible, horrible dad that says, hey, cut, hey son, let's come, uh, let's come steal some stuff from this store and then we'll go kill this person and you know those people in the world, that kind of thing. And you hear the voice of God and you hear, thou shalt not murder, thou shalt not steal. That's what he's saying here. Make the word of God your final authority, he's saying, and you'll live a successful life. If your parents aren't speaking right, listen to me. I'll lead you and I guide you. Amen? Just hear, hear me to live a successful life. Always check and balance with the Word of God. If it doesn't fit, dismiss it. Amen? Amen. So he's not saying listen to your parents and everything they say. If they tell you to go kill and murder, no, that's not God. He's saying, I need to be first place and final authority in your life. Make the Word that thing and you'll live a blessed, blessed life. Amen. Praise Jesus. He who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Keep him first. And he who does not take his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. He who finds his life in the world will lose it. That's a good verse, especially when you're driving through Newport or the wealthiest areas in this nation. He who finds his life outside of Christ will lose it. And he who loses his life for my sake will find it. You have life today? Yes. How'd you find it? Jesus, the way, the truth, and the life. And verse 40. He who receives you, save me. He who receives you, my sent one, receives me. And he who receives me receives him who sent me, the Father, the creator of everyone and everything. He who receives a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward, a double portion. And he who receives a righteous man in the name of a righteous man, Jesus is a righteous man, shall receive a righteous man's reward. And whoever gives one of these little ones only a cup of cold water in the name of a disciple Assuredly, I say to you, he shall by no means lose his reward. What's he trying to say here? He's trying to say what the Old Testament plainly said. I'll bless those who bless you. And I'll curse those who curse you. But everyone who's ever blessed you, I give God praises for all our clients we have in the business. I thank them every day for them. Thank you for our clients. Thank you for our partners. Thank you for our friends. I bless them today. They've been a blessing to me. 
and my family. And the Bible's clear here. I'll bless those who bless you. If they're giving you stuff, if they're blessing you, they're a blessing to you, guess what? They got more heading in their direction. Why? Because of you. I talk to so many Christians, even in the family, business owners, who have been bought out by another couple or another part of that business. And the moment they left, the business went under. Why? They were the Christian. They were the blessed ones there. That business was thriving because of them. The other people didn't even know it. That happens all the time. You're the blessing on the earth. <laughs> Where you go, people get blessed. Part of Paul's ministry in the scriptures was making many rich, he said. It's part of his ministry. It's just what apostles do. They plant. God's expecting everyone to flourish and everyone to prosper. Everywhere you go, people should be touched with the anointing. Amen? Yeah, with the kingdom. Jan left her dental office, office and went under. Look at that. See? Whole office went down. Don't underestimate yourself, even though others do. It's a promise. It's sure. I'll bless those who bless you. So praise God for the ones who are blessing you. They're going to get blessed. Amen. And I'll curse those who curse you. Those who speak against you. And if you're family, you don't want to be speaking against family. You don't want to bring a curse upon yourself. You know? You sow and you reap. Don't do that. Oh, Lord. Stay under the blessing. Amen. I'll wrap up here in Romans 2. The Lord wanted me to go here. He says, Therefore you are inexcusable, O man, whoever you are who judge. For whatever you judge another, you condemn yourself. So get out of that trap fast. Never, ever, ever speak against anyone in your family, your brothers or your sisters. And Satan's right there at the door. Why? To divide family. He tried it in the garden, Adam and Eve, to divide. Got access to the whole earth because he, he was successful. You can't speak against anyone ever. That's why my confession, I'm, I'm drilling it into my system. I will never criticize, complain, or condemn. For God so loved the world, he sent his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. John 3, 17, after that. For Christ came not to condemn the world, or to judge it, but to save it. It's not the day of judgment. It's the day of salvation. This should be our focus. We're here to save people. We're not here to judge people. <laughs> he didn't even come to judge, he said. Who are we? Hey, Amen. Let's pray. Did everyone get something from this message? Amen. Praise Jesus forevermore. Father, we bless you. If you need to stand and stretch, please do. <laughs> thank you, Lord, for working on our limbs right now. We thank you, Lord, for perfect joint health in Jesus' precious name. Every ligament, every tendon, every piece of cartilage, every cell from the top of our heads to the soles of our feet. We speak health, healing, and wellness over now in Jesus' precious name. Father, I thank you for your healing spirit that's in us, healing every bone, every joint, even to the marrow. We give you all the praises and the glory for it, that the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is alive within us right now, quickening and strengthening these earthly bodies. Thank you, Lord, that they're strong to carry out your task. Thank you, Father, for restoring health to your people, which you died to give them. We give you all the praises that the healer lives in us. We don't need to consult with a physician or a doctor. The doctor's in the house. The doctor lives in us. And we give you all the praises 
that he is our master consultant that leads us into all truth. Now, if he leads us to go see a doctor or a physician, so be it. But we'll confront with him first. Counsel the counselor that's within us. Thank you, Lord, that the healer's in the house. Thank you, Jesus. If you've had pain somewhere in your body, just move it now. In Jesus' name, be well. Be whole. Be healed. We command your body to rest and enter into his rest. Thank you, Lord. You paid the price. You took every pain. You bore every sickness, every dis-ease for all men, for all time. We enter into your rest through faith. Your finished work right now. Just say it. I enter in. (laughs) Thank you, Lord, for your healing anointing. It's within us, and it comes upon us for service. Thank you that we're strengthened to continue to live. Thank you that we're strengthened to continue to occupy till you come. We're strengthened to walk. We're strengthened to move. Strengthened to run. For we shall run and never grow weary. Walk and never grow faint. This is the year of supernatural strength. And we give you all the praises for doing it. For restoring sevenfold to your children in this day and hour, 2021. The year of supernatural strength. Father, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth, just as it is in heaven, where men worship you. Where men pray and praise you. May it be done here in this place on earth, just as they are in heaven. Use every one of us. Holy Spirit, put a a psalm of praise on our spirits in our tongues this week. Give us a new song of praise. Give us words to edify you and glorify you. Let us focus on you so we're not focused on ourselves. For in your presence is fullness of joy and riches forevermore. Say this with me. I seek first the kingdom of God and his way of doing things and being right and all this other stuff that the world seeking after is added to me. Say, I make a new commitment to put you first, God. I put your word first place in my life and I make it final authority. If men speak against it, I won't. I claim it. I cleave to it. I make it one with myself. Thank you for your word. Thank you for daily access to the words of the kingdom. Give you all the praises and all the glory. And if you agree with that, say amen. And we're going to take up an offering. If you like to sow, we bless you with the 30, 60, and 100 fold. We stand on that for you. In Jesus' precious name online, you can give online at ElishaMarkMinistries.com to support us. We love you and thank you for all your faithfulness and your giving. We bless you forevermore. And I'm just going to read one verse on our, off- on our offering. <laughs> Little Olive, we love you. <laughs> Thank you.
Malachi 3.10 says, Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, God's storehouse, your local church, where, who you call pastor, where you go to church, that there may be food in my house, my church, and try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts, heaven's armies, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing, say such blessing, that there will not be room enough to receive it, and I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes. One of the tithers writes is, uh, God takes care of Satan for you so you don't have to. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground, nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit for you in the field, says the Lord of hosts. And all nations will call you blessed. That word blessed in Hebrew means empowered to prosper. For you will be a delightful land. See, you're not just yourself. You're going to turn into a land, a nation. Amen? Just like Abraham. And all nations will call you blessed. For you will be a delightful land, says the Lord of hosts. That is promised to the 10% tither to their local church. It's also the year of the local church. Amen? So wherever you're at, get in church. It's the place to be this year. Amen? Restoration is going to come through the local church through the gathering of ourselves together. The body of Christ. Amen? And you stand on sevenfold. Isaiah says, if the thief is found out, who created COVID? Who spread COVID and false lies about it? If the thief is found out, he must repay sevenfold. So you have sevenfold restoration coming this year in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. <laughs> Say, I'm restored. And it's good to be alive. Amen? Amen. We bless everybody. And thank you for coming out and enduring the hot weather. <laughs> it's so wonderful out, isn't it? We love Southern California. Praise God. Nice in the shade. Nice in the shade. Yeah. Amen. We love you guys. All right. That's a wrap. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy. What is that? Sticker. It says Jesus. I'll put it right Can here. Can I tell you all the New Testament? <laughs> yes. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, Romans, First and Second Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, and Colossians. Nice. Oh That's good. You're getting all the way through. You do so good. Awesome, Molly. I love you. <laughs> you want a snacky? Sure. <laughs> I'll have to multiply it for everyone, though. Yeah, break, the, break the load. <laughs>